This is the plug. I'm a you plugged in podcast, Linda, no pity jokes. Eh, we're plugged in podcast. Plugged in podcast, no, please. No, but I said, I said podcast, and it's supposed to be po- podcast. What's wrong? And that's not what I'm telling you. Plugged in podcast. This is the plugged in podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the plugged in podcast. Okay, go ahead. Pause that was right. I think it was right. Okay, I think you're excited. Okay, you two get it. You hold it. And in three, should we go? Okay, um, and in three, three two, two. One, one, take off. Oh, what's your name? I myself, I myself, Prince, aka PD Jokes, and I've got my lovely ladies who are someone is on my left and someone is at the bottom. Let's start with this one with the freaky hair. What's up, Karen? Hey guys, both of us are talking to your faces. <laughs> so good to see you guys' faces. You guys look amazing. Have you guys been outside the sun? Like, what's going on? Because I'm yeah, glowing, man. I, I got a bit of sun on the weekend. I was in Bella Bella and it was so hot. I didn't Bella, need a jacket. Bella. It was amazing. And uh, we, we just spent it with a, you know, a couple of friends. It was just lovely, actually, to be off social media. Um, you know, I've got to a stage as well where, like, I don't even want my phone. And I actually just threw it away for the weekend. And just spend great quality time with in nature, with friends, and just breathing in, you know, fresh air. And I think that does wonders. How about you, Talisha? That is fantastic. I'm so glad you finally got a break, Sharon. You deserve it. You need oh, it. She does. So oh, thank you. You really did. I also you, I've managed to get away for a little bit this weekend with some family. Um, we we were at a beautiful place, Baisley Beach. Um, it's near Pennington. And it's, there's a private beach and it's very untouched, which is very rare for the world we live in. So there's much wildlife, like different, you know, different colors on the rocks. And it's like red mollusks and sea urchins. And they're right there in front of you. We saw some dolphins, which was oh, amazing. Wow. Some whales. Um, it was really incredible. So, yeah, I also got some sunshine. Not that I need it. But I got <laughs> it anyway. <laughs> and you must have heard. Anyway. What were you up to? Hey man, I'm just up to getting my ducks in a row. Just like I went to visit the biggest aquarium in the universe, um, which is cool until my internet went down and then I was off Google. But it was nice while it lasted. Uh, <laughs> you you no, want to be that? I mean, I know um, my folks, for instance, they watch a live game drive every day. Um, so you don't actually have to be in the game reserve. You can go on to, I don't even know where they watch it. I think it's, it's on DSTV. There's yeah. a channel on DSTV. And, and they watch like every single day. Do you also do it? Sometimes it's very relaxing. It's like wake up to wildlife and sunrises in yeah. Africa. So they feel like they've gone on a game drive every day and that's what they watch. So that's quite interesting. I feel like if we can do that, then we might as well can have kids online. Like I feel like we can just make a baby online. That's what's up. Because I mean... <laughs> I'm sure it's easier, Prince, because then you don't have to pay for school fees and, you know, like... Um, well, oh my God, social social dilemma. It'll be cheaper dilemma. for you, Prince. Cheaper, you won't have to pay uh, the cola either. Maybe, maybe. Because Siri doesn't have demands. You see, I think if I marry Siri, that'll be the perfect choice for me, ever. Prince, if you, if you married outside of your race, this is completely off the topic, but that's how we do it on the Plug-In Podcast. If you married SSL. outside of your race, <laughs> Did you have? Would you have to still pay Lobola? Um, honestly, I think it's a token of 
of appreciation to the family if the culture does practice that. So, I mean, you find other black cultures who are, I would say, predominantly Christian, who say, you know what, we're not about these traditions. So it really depends how woke the black person is. If they are still woke, then I'd have to pay. But um, you can count me out on that one. <laughs> you say well, that. you'll have to speak to the in-laws. I think they're still expecting the labola, right? Well, this no, is because in Indian culture, the girl's family has to pay a dowry to the boy's family. Ah. That's very yes. Greek. It's actually very similar to the Greek too, because I know, um, yeah, normally the, the, the bride's parents also have to set them up in a house and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so friends, if you married Greek or Indian, then I guess it would just cancel each other out and then you could just go ahead with your lives without having to fork out any cash. But you know what? But the thing is, it still remains in my culture that it's practiced. So that's what makes it difficult in a situation yeah. is the expectancy for my culture. But if the other family doesn't really need it, I'll be like, yo, this is for my honeymoon in Greece. Hello now. You know, let's just be smart about this thing. Now that, you know? now that the borders are open and we can travel again, you know what and I mean? Bring back, and we can bring back all those new strains of COVID. The oh, wow. COVID. I know. Everything. Oh, my God. London now is possibly going back to stage four, lockdown four. I spoke to my daughter today. So, yeah. Um, so, you can you actually go back. Did you guys watch the president last week? Yes. Yeah, I did. And, and did you see how he's like, yay, it's level one, and we're so proud of what everyone's done, and we're opening our borders for tourism and all of that. And I just think it's the dumbest move ever, because um, what we can see, what we've observed in other countries, is that they have gone into a worse second wave. You know, the second wave is way worse than the first, and now there's a, a the, the COVID virus is mutating, so there's a different strain, which we currently don't have in our country. So... When we open our borders in level one, which is, I think this week is we've opened our borders, we're Yesterday. opening ourselves up to that new strain, which I just yeah. think, why can't we learn from what other countries are going through? Because I then we're all gonna go into a stage four lockdown again, just like mm -hmm. London is doing. I don't think- We will. Gonna, yeah, I don't but, think it's gonna go away like until maybe the end of next year, or if it's even gonna go away. What do you yeah. think, friends? I, man, I think, I mean, the president wants us to dance. We've been on lockdown for like months. He's like, yo, 24, do the Jerusalem challenge. Go, guys, go out. Go. I'm even going to give you an extra day of alcohol. Go go out and, and just wear masks. But then when you order your food, it's spare. Take off your mask because that's corona free. I, I saw pictures on Instagram from people going out to Tiger's Milk in Joburg this weekend. And it is full to capacity. There is no social distancing. No one's wearing masks. There's a DJ. There's dancing. There's drinking. It's like COVID doesn't exist anymore. Well, that happened in London, money, right? Money in all the pubs. And that is why they're back to where they're back to. So, yeah. Money runs the world. So I feel like everybody's just doing this because they want to recover. People have been unemployed. Like the effects of COVID are not so visible, but yet they've impacted so many people's lives. And I feel like um, this is going to link up what we're talking about today uh, yes. in terms of in terms of this amazing documentary that yeah. we uh, we that has really changed my life to be quite honest because I don't see things the same way anymore. Like especially because I'm I'm one of the soldiers. <laughs> As I was watching oh. how they would control how they would send ads, I promise you everything I watch and I get an ad and I'm like they know I've been here for too long and now they said okay let's make money off of him. And then towards the end of the video they say okay he's been here. 
he's watched this YouTube video for like what 12 minutes. At the end, right before I finish, they throw another ad. And I'm like, I get it. Everything makes sense. It's like it does make sense. And it's like they always post similar like videos of what you've been watching. Something else will quickly pop up just to keep you mm. on the platform and engaged. Um, so yeah, that's maybe you want to tell tell the audience a little bit more about what we're gonna be talking about today, Talisha. So guys, uh, for those of you listening who aren't quite sure what we're talking about right now, Prince was talking about being a soldier um, and we watched the Social Dilemma documentary that uh, launched on Netflix last week. And it, for some of us, has been life-changing. Um, I'd be really interested to hear, we'd be really interested to hear for those of you who've already watched it, what your views are. I had very mixed reviews of the documentary. Um, I found myself in some instances completely agreeing because these are conversations that I've had with friends and family in the past already. Um, I went through the exercise of deactivating my social media for the month of December and I was a happier person for it. I didn't miss it. I felt more in the moment, whatever I was doing, and I really didn't miss it for a minute. Um, I didn't feel sad about the fact that I wasn't watching everybody else's fun December holidays. I didn't feel sad about the fact that I wasn't seeing everyone else's beautiful romantic December proposals. I just lived in my moment and my December. And um, so, yeah, these are conversations that we've been having about how social media is taking over, not just um, in the advertising space and not just in terms of the data that they that is available now um, about each and every one of us, but also the way social media is shaping the way of an entire generation thinks. Yes. And essentially what it's doing is little by little, day by day, changing our society to something that is unfathomable, something that is unrecognizable and something that really, I don't know if I want to be a part of anymore. Well, I think whether you like it or not, you have, you have to be a part of it because it's either like sink or swim. I mean, whether you're a corporate, whether you're an individual, we're all consumed by social media and they definitely are manipulating and I think transforming, the, like you said, Tanisha, um, the generation. And, and that is what's scary because they, they're almost like being brainwashed. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's you been know, happening uh, for years. It's been happening for years. And the thing is, we, this docky comes out because of the research that has been happening over the years. And so most of us, like, for example, I tried switching off after I watched it. I was like, yo, man, this is bringing another perspective to my brain because we are all connected to devices, um, whether it's a phone, whether it's a laptop, whether it's a TV. We are connected by it and we're influenced by it and how we think. I mean, just to specifically go into detail, the generation after me, right? They were the first ones in <laughs> some smartphones. They were the first. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, it's so weird because we never had smartphones in primary I'm school. I'm laughing because you're so young, Prince. The generation after you mm. are kids. That's why I'm laughing. Well, well my, I mean, look, my, kids, my kids were literally born. I mean, post yeah, birthday, I, was, I would say those are the ones. My could actually touch anything. He was busy with PlayStation. He's not 22 and he's still on PlayStation, right? So, <laughs> so I think... So many kids are just, when they're born, they get shoved a device. It's like their passive device, which comforts them. Like little kids. I mean, I see two two-year-olds, you know, their parents just give them a device. You're right. It's not just social media alone. It's also 
um, the, the, the video games that we play because the content of, and the types of videos we play, they still wire people. Do you know a child can get depressed because they lost 1,000 points or they can't get past a certain <laughs> level? Well, Not really, just a child, friends. I'm one hey? of those. I'm one of those. I play games at night. It's really bad. <laughs> Is it Candy Crush? No. No. I play, no. I play a cooking game. <laughs> Okay, okay. I played the, like, design, the design home game and I had to stop playing it because it was taking away from my learning Spanish in the evenings because I would just oh. like go on there and then, you know, you just want to design another room and another room. Yes. So it's mm -hmm. everything and it's everyone. It's not just kids, it's adults. Yeah, <laughs> true. It gets so addictive and this is the actual social dilemma that we're in, that it, it, it involves politics, it involves the well-being of our children it involves their safety it involves their psychological way of thinking and how they see about themselves i for one i can speak on a content um creator's perspective and i'll let you ladies just you know maybe sharon you can take maybe the parts about how you it affects you as a parent and how it has changed your perspective obviously i'm Tanisha's an all-rounder so she's obviously going to tie us together but for me let me just like as, as a content creator i understand the, the the algorithms i work with for example i understand that TikTok, for example, if you, if you post a video um, and it needs to be watched by a certain number of people in the first few minutes. And with, so whether they watch the whole thing or not, that determines how many people it sends it to. And I've yeah. understood that. So when I watched yeah. the film, I understood exactly what was going on. And I was like, I'm going to use this, this sort of virus that I have in my hand and this information that I have to my, the best of my ability so I can literally do that because that's my purpose. I want people to watch my stuff. I want the algorithm to go crazy and send more of my stuff because that's what it does. But the sharing. problem is with the algorithm, and, and I watched, when I watched the documentary, they specifically, specifically stated that um, the algorithm is written by certain people, but the actual technical side of it changes it up. So nobody really exactly. knows the true recipe of the algorithm, which makes it exceptionally frustrating. <laughs> For um, people like you, content creators, uh, corporates, you know, it's not easy. Like just, just when you think you've got it right, it changes again. So it's all about I just, just want to jump in there. I just want to jump in at that specific point because while I agree with a lot of points in this documentary and I think it's great for people to know that going on social media like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, etc., it's not just an innocent little oh, I'm just watching a TikTok video. It's not like it's going to infiltrate my life. I love the fact that it's making this mainstream knowledge and information that's reaching a mass market to inform them of the dangers of social media. However, like you said, Sharon, the algorithm changes at the hands of a machine yeah. and at the hands of the tech people that are creating the machines that are learning this. So... While content creators were given this tool that was meant to help them express themselves and show their art to the world and things like that, I believe personally that the real reason that this entire documentary is now being shown is because, look, they've had this information for years. They've known for years that there are detrimental effects of social media. Why is this documentary coming out now? Particularly now. Well, yeah. I think it's specifically aimed, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think it's specifically aimed at Google, who is one of the largest platforms, let's be honest. They're the ones that initiated everything on social media. Um, so, yeah, I tend to. I don't think it's aimed at any one company or one platform. I think that the creators of these platforms 
have been using the, the idea that creators and creatives can use their tools to express their art and get it out to a wide audience. And they've yeah. been encouraging engagement because of that positive. However, now, especially in this year, 2020, I feel like a lot of people have gone online and started putting up the research that they have done themselves, <laughs> the independent research that is exposing a lot of things that the powers that be don't want to be exposed. And because they created this monster that's so, you know, it's so wide reaching and it's so quick at the click of a mouse, at the tap of a phone, you can share the Out of Shadows documentary, for example, with hundreds of people. Everybody, billions and of people. Then everyone's gonna watch it. And then, then everyone's gonna start to see evidential proof of what governments and what elites have been doing to use um, media of any sort, television, uh, radio, you know, any kind of media to yeah. brainwash the masses. And now this tool that they have used to take that brainwashing to the next level is kind of backfiring on them because people are starting to share their knowledge of the truth that they are finding. And so exactly. part of this exactly. documentary where um, the guy that was the ex-ethical, um, what was he? Yeah, I know that guy. Um, also uh, design as well. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Down from the beginning yeah. with the reddish hair. Yeah, the um, yes. Tristan Harris. Tristan Harris was the ex um, design ethicist for for Google. Was it? Yeah. Yes. And he worked on a presentation after hours yes. to to tell his employee or his colleagues, um, you know, that they have a big responsibility because of this tool that they have in their hands. And he worked on it every night for two hours after work. And then he shared it with a couple colleagues and it spread like wildfire. Yeah. But you know what happened? Absolutely nothing happened. Do you know death, why? Complete death. Because they wanted, because these corporate, these companies, Google, Facebook, Instagram, they know that it's detrimental to society. They know the harm and that it's doing, but they don't care because like Prince said at the beginning, it's all about the money. It certainly is. But also if you look at the... Um, at the initial intention of this whole thing, it was obviously never to harm because they also speak on how they, they, they thought they were doing something good. They thought they were really, really helping the universe to somehow, but because money is the root of all evil, that's what it became. It became about advertising. It became about, it be, you know, you know so that's what I'm saying. But initially, so, initially, it was great. I remember when I started on Facebook, right, before there was even... Twitter or anything else, like I was new to it. And I loved it because I connected with friends from all around the world and it just gave, yeah, it was just really great. It was a great connecting tool to connect to anybody in the world. But like it had its advantages. I don't know if, I can't remember what that phrase was as a documentary started, something about a curse. Um, I never wrote it down, but anyway, that for me was oh very God. interesting because it kind of says, with every positive um, aspect in humanity comes that negative. So, and this, and this also yeah. ties it together, Sharon, because um, if you look at what's been happening um, with Mark Zuckerberg in the last couple of years, where with him just like accessing information, is it distributing our information and all of that? And he went to court for all of that. And also now recently with Bytes, which is slash TikTok now, when Trump is like, yo, I want this thing out of my country because you guys are spying on us. And here's the thing, they will not tell you because this is bigger than, um, bigger than the biggest weapon ever because yeah. It's this thing is this this thing is like you know remember Black Spider Man, 
And when he took over our original Spider-Man, this is exactly how this whole Black thing Spider-Man? is. Black Spider-Man? I don't remember that. Neither do I. Wow. Sp- Tell me about Black Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. No, Spider-Man 3. There was a black Spider-Man, guys. Oh, it's like, okay. oh I my god. We need to watch that too. <laughs> I what haven't watched any of these superheroes. The only Spider-Man I've watched is the one, the animated one that came out last year, I think. What guys, was that? come on. This was is... Cool. It was amazing. <laughs> okay, but... the amazing world of Spider-Man. I know that, but I'm talking about Spider- Okay, yes, anyway. <laughs> We are not oh, part yeah, of the system. We don't want to be brainwashed by Marvel. Oh, and- wow. <laughs> and here we are, people. We are participating in it. But, but I think the big question here is, how bad is this dilemma? Because I think it's pretty bad. Like, like I, I'm talking about mental health, uh, mental health issues, for example. That's something that I see because girls are so obsessed about how they look. Okay, they so- are so, so young. I want to I want to just um, kind of capture that point. So, um, because I'm a talent agent and I represent a lot of influencers and what have you. Sorry, my dog is trying to bark at a shadow in the window. Um, what actually happens with the influencers is because the algorithm sometimes messes with the rhythm of their of, of their feed, and you know, and also when they post certain pictures at certain times. Um, so for a certain period, they might get like a thousand five hundred likes. And all of a sudden it will just change and they only get like 20. And that can actually have a such a detrimental effect, effect on any any content creator model or whatever it is. Because they then started mm-hmm. to take that personally, right? And they start questioning, means it's not even them, it, it's an algorithm. And they start questioning, oh, my audience doesn't like me anymore. I'm not good enough. I don't look good enough. I've got to improve yeah, on my looks. Yeah. And then they also the start comparing themselves to other women or, or girls that are in the same field as them and they're like, but you know, how can she put more followers or more likes than me? So it can really, really play with their minds and and, and, and mess mess their minds up. And, and and that's when a lot of anxiety creeps in, um, loss of self-worth, all of those things. And I think it's it's really sad because they're actually relying on a computer to determine, you know, the outcome. This is why yeah. I've never seen influencing or influencer, the title influencer as a viable career choice, because I don't think that you can put your life and your livelihood in the hands of a computer, because that computer is using, it's weaponizing the people who are thinking that, okay, this is my career. I'm just gonna keep trying harder, keep trying harder, keep pushing content, and that content is getting the engagement. It's getting the numbers for the tech companies, but not for them. Well, so every time they change the algorithm, the influencers, hundreds of thousands of them across the world, are posting. They're trying to, you know, figure out the algorithm, which you will never really figure out because it's not even a human that's changing it. It's a machine that's changing it. So it's really yeah. like the guy said um, in the in the documentary. He said it's like a slot machine. It's forever changing, but you're never going to know. It's always a gamble. You're never going to know if I post this always. today, is it going to get a thousand likes or is it going to get one like? Well, they're clever. It evolves every single time. So, Prince, you can vouch on this. In the beginning, say you join TikTok, right? You'll post a couple of videos and they'll give you an amazing engagement. Great audience. Because now they've got to to grab you and pull you in. Once they've got you in, you're now hooked, right? So, you've got to keep posting, keep posting to try and get the, the viewership that you got the first time. 
but then the algorithm is is changing so you don't have the same results correct it is this thing is crazy guys like i'm i'm telling you i see it i've seen it i've been a, I've, I've, i've been infected by this virus i'm going to call it and and i see it. so i i got to sit down and i was like i'm at a point where i need to 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 weaponize this too i need this to work for me too because at the end of the day there's no escaping this world yes we can try and do better um and touching on what you were talking about influencers and being you know, and 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 that title itself that's why i always like to say um I do, i'm not an influencer I, i like to call myself a person who's influential but in a specific way because now there's a difference because what are you influencing for example you're a, people, you're a, a com- dancer, TikTok, a, content creator exactly yeah but the thing is there has to be some substance within the comedy i can't just like be promoting you know let's say 18 plus comedy because there's people who are very exotic dancers on the app and last time i checked there's 13 year olds on there I'm a 28 year old. When I see somebody throwing when I see somebody throwing it back, automatically you top you tapping into my guy wires here. The guy wires mm. are going to be like, "Hey, that's nice." You know what I'm saying? Already I'm hooked because the chemicals in my brain are it is it's insane. It it man, I can't. And that's the way that it's moving and shaping society in a negative way because in innocent girls will be thinking, "You know what? I want to be a fashion influencer. I want to get you know i want to share my looks i want to be um a stylist and aspiring stylist or whatever so i'm innocently as a potential fashion influencer posting these looks posting these things on my pages not knowing that the algorithms constantly changing and you are constantly being drawn in and drawn in to the point where you don't even i mean it happened to me this weekend guys i've gained a little weight obviously it's been locked down oh where like on your left toe <laughs> 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 I saw a picture of myself, you know, and I thought I haven't posted on Instagram in a while. Let me take some pictures by the beach. It's so beautiful. And I saw a photo of myself and I was just depressed for the rest of the afternoon in this beautiful place with dolphins and whales and and me thinking I'm a whale, you know, because I saw a picture of myself and it didn't look like the picture of myself that I had posted before lockdown and I just got so depressed about that. And it didn't look like the pictures that other people would post even though I don't you know modify my pics i don't edit my body in any way i don't um what do they call it photoshop them so that my waist looks smaller or anything like that like if i have a fat roll i have a fat roll it's in the picture but still when i saw this picture of myself i just got so depressed because of what i'd been seeing and i am certain that is right you know i should be i mean if it's affecting me in that way how much more damage is it doing like it showed in the documentary to little 11-year-old girls who haven't even formed a sense of self as yet. Well, they're so busy. Exactly. And they, 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 yeah. they, they weaponize it like this and then they tap into it. They say, okay, we see a lot of domestic press, whatever the case might be. Hence, they introduce, they introduce features like your, your filters, your Snapchat, something that's going to, you know, take something off of, um, from you and give you a lighter yeah. skin or take away the pimples and stuff like that. And then it creates a whole thing where people have got this fear of going out to see people. our physical interaction diminishes because we don't look like what we are like well and i mean that blew my mind sharon i don't know if you got to this part in the documentary when they talked about um the plastic surgery yes i was going to say right. that yeah well, young girls want to look like the snapchat filters the snapchat filters look like animals they look like rabbits and squirrels and now little girls want to change themselves to look like squirrels and rabbits 
So, I mean, by the time they reach 30 or 40, they've had so much work done on their face or whatever. They don't even look human anymore. It's, scary. it's actually so sad. I mean, I just think, I just think, like, I think back to before I had, um, you know, cell phone in my youth. We used to interact. We used to socialize. We used to go to a restaurant and actually talk to each other. I mean, um, and no offense to my family, but I had them all around for dinner the other night, including my mother, who was 75, right? And we had dinner. It was great. We were all talking. And then we had the computer on the table to watch the president's speech. And I was the one, like, I put my phone away because I'm always on my phone and I'm actually so tired of it. You know, like, I spent, I spent an entire day on the computer and I'm sick and tired of social media. So I was happy to see my family and engage and everything. And we watched the speech and the next minute I looked up and every single one of them were on their phone, including my mother, was playing a game. At 70, you're wondering who are you talking to when we're all here? Yeah, can you all put your phones down? I mean, it's crazy. It's poor precedent, man. My precedent is out here struggling. But, but I mean, this also ties back into into how this now affects um, our political standings, how America voted um, based on what you like, the post you like. If you may say you're scrolling through a video and you're a Democrat and there's a, the other dude on that side, you're not going to like the video, but Facebook, the algorithm picks that up and then mm. they're going to send you more stuff. And, and through them just guessing um, based on the stuff that you watch, they can probably tell that you're a Democrat or you yeah. you're other team. You know what I'm saying? So it, it is so yeah. insane. How Facebook, I don't understand how Facebook got away with that but um i feel like the government is involved because i mean big name big there was a big name well, drop on this guys i'm gonna just go off topic for a very brief moment um just to give you an update on what's happening in the jeffrey epstein Ghislaine maxwell case yes what's instead happening of going up, instead of going up to the top to the clintons and to all these people that have been implicated they are now going down the down the ladder to the girls who had been um, groomed and etc. by Jeffrey Epstein and then stayed on with him past minor age, so past the age of 21, and then started to procure girls for him that were younger. So girls like, there's a girl called Nadia, what is her name? Nadia something, a Russian surname. She came from Minsk. Her family was very poor in Minsk. He financed her family's home in Minsk. And he financed her the career that she wanted to study and now they're going and looking for her she's now they want the fbi wants to talk to her because she at the age of 22 was procuring underage girls for epstein and this is all because the higher ups are pushing the blame down, down the ladder because they have less to lose and they have less money so they can't get the lawyers that will be able to fight the case for them and while obviously what they were doing is wrong they were little girls themselves when they were pulled into this world, you know? And this is what's happening with, I mean, you say you can't believe Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg got away with that. The reason is because the higher ups just keep pushing the blame downwards. When I watched the documentary, I thought about how, you know, it's quite difficult to get tech company employees and ex-employees. I mean, the one guy was the director of monetization for Facebook. So his whole entire job was to figure out how to make money with this Facebook tool. Yes. And she's one yeah. of the guys in the documentary. It's quite difficult to get them to talk about this kind of sensitive stuff on the documentary. But you yeah. wonder, why did they get them? How did they get them? Because but you see, my theory of the algorithm, right, is to draw people in so that you can spend more money because when you're not growing and you're not getting the lunch, you're like, well, what do I do? Nothing's working, so right? 
whip out the credit card because now that's the only thing that's going to bring you more engagement and grow your following in your that's life. It. It's all about that's the money. Thing. Like TikTok, when you start, they give you 15 seconds money. to make videos. And then as you progress, they give you a 30 second, then 60 seconds. But recently with the pandemic, with them growing um, with a high percentage in like a, a span of a few weeks, they're extending that time now. You can, you can post one minute, 30 seconds. Their whole point is to keep you on the app. Correct. And one thing, information that I know is that TikTok monetization is still going to come. It's already been implemented in America. And that's the thing. That's where adverts come from. As you're watching a video, you're just going to have an advert before you watch okay. a Jones video. You know what I'm saying? And it's irritating. It irritates me when I'm watching a video and a stupid advert pops up. I can't stand it. But the scariest part of this whole thing is that we think that the adverts are the devil. We think that them mm -hmm. getting our data and selling it is the devil. But it's so much more sinister than that because what they said in the documentary is that they are not programming your data like you are Prince Dubé, you are 28 years old, Behavior. you are a black male that lives in Johannesburg. They're not selling that data because that data telecom could sell. You know, that data... Yeah anyone could sell. What they're doing is they are analyzing each and every human being on the planet that is engaging on any form of social media or take game on your smartphone or whatever. On the, the internet is. completely. As long as you are on the internet and now with the cloud and cloud services, it's even easier for them because everyone wants to be on the cloud so that you don't lose your photos, you don't lose yeah. your, you know, every, your whole life is on, yeah. on a gadget. So you don't want to lose it. So you're on the cloud. They are using your behavior and behavioral modification science uh -huh. to change society. So if they're watching you and I every single minute of every single day that we are online and they're analyzing our cloud and if they see that like I'm, they can see from the posts that I look at or from the fact from the that- the pages you follow, the groups yes, that you are involved or in. Maybe I've deleted like 2,000 pictures of user 19673 who they figure out as my ex-boyfriend. Then they know now I'm single. Then they're going to be pushing all these online dating things. When I turn away from those or I don't want those, I reject them. Then they're going to send me these, are you lonely? Are you destined to be alone? Etc. Etc. They are watching everything we do. Nothing is by coincidence. They, and it gets to on them. Purpose, on everything. Purpose. Your Instagram and for you. That is where the money is. It's not the to sell Facebook your data feed. for people yeah. to sell you products like Nike Air Jordans or anything like that. It's no, to it's change that. your behavior yeah. and the yeah. behavior of the greater society and essentially change the world in the direction they wanted to go in. Yeah, that is the spirit. Yeah. Without you even knowing it, it's manipulation. That's what it is. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I think no children should have a phone, Jay, until they are like, like, I know it's weird, but our parents grew up. Our parents grew up. Yeah, yeah, the social pressure is going to be there. That's why people want to have their kids homeschooled. You know, people want to have their kids homeschooled because they know that out there, it's a jungle, man. Every jungle eats everybody, fam. Like, you know, um, your daughter's going to be in school with my son. And then your daughter's going to have an iPad. My son ain't going to have nothing. And he's going to be like feeling like he's nothing. And then when I get him some, then the things they do in their rooms, the pictures they take, the conversations, they, it, it, it just opened my mind. The way that, the, the, the way that, I mean, we were talking about the cuties documentary the other day, you know, and the thing is, is that if you go on Instagram or TikTok or any of these platforms and you look at the young 
ladies, 11 to 12, 13 year old girls that are using these platforms, you look at their selfies, they're all pouting. They're all posing in ways that are way too mature for an 11 year old to right. be posing in. It may not right. be provocative, but it's way too mature, you know, and it's because that's what they are seeing. So that's what they are interpreting as acceptable. And that is how the world is shifting, you know, in ways that we, we don't, we, we, the three of us, I don't think definitely want the world to shift in that way. But what's also sad is like, I just think, especially, you know, having, um, you know, children myself and, and, and seeing them interact um, before there was no cell phone. So you'd meet up with a group of people and you'd maybe flirt with a guy, whatever it is. No, you don't do that. I mean, guys have now got their, the, the, the choice of whoever they want on, on social media. So it's just, it's just crazy that everything gets done online. And you don't and even know. Up from, you know, it's also opened up the discussion of promiscuity because now you don't just have access to the 10 girls in your neighborhood that you need to woo and, and then one of them will end up being your girlfriend and your wife. Now you can literally be chatting to 150 different people at the same time okay. and none of them know that you are wooing someone else. And it's acceptable and normal behavior. It's become a normal part of society because of apps like Tinder that guys and girls think it's okay to be dating multiple people at the same time because you know what that's that's how the app works that, yes. a lot of marriages and, and divorces are happening because it's, it's much easier to go online when you have a fight with your wife and, and chat to a sexy blonde up the road or around the world yeah. forever because it's not it's just the way that the world has become and and, and that is sad Oh man. And that's the sad thing is that like, you know, people, we think, oh, it's just the way the world is going. But the, the, the documentary made us realize that it's not just the way the world is going. It's people that are making, pushing the world in this direction through the things that they are doing to manipulate us through online tools. Yeah. Just like the, just like that guy at Google who sent everybody an email, spent two hours working on the stuff. Um, and then it got to the big guys and then poof, nothing happened. Same thing with this documentary. The same thing with the Illuminati thing. It came, it had a wave, it had a big thing. People were aware, people were like, oh, okay, in any case, let's go back to KFC. Same thing with the Social Dilemma movie. It's like, okay, yeah, shop. we know what it is, we are aware, oh my gosh, it's quite scary, our children. But then again, at the end of the day, they're going to be like, we told you so. You guys knew about this information, but your decide to just too. be like... Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's, well, it's, it's really tricky. They just put because it down to conspiracy digital. theory and they're like, it's just another conspiracy theory. Everything can be manipulated. The voting polls, the digital voting ways can be manipulated because there's I mean, echoes. I, I typed something into Google today because I wanted to see how far, you know, Sharon, I, I think I told you about that senator of San Francisco who's trying to, he's trying to pass a bill that, um, that if you are 10 years older than the minor that yes. you sexually abused, That's that you, 10 years or less, you know, if the age gap is 10 years or less, that you don't have to register as a sex offender in San Francisco, especially if you are same sex. So like if it's a 23 year old man and a 14 year old boy, and this man was convicted of that crime, 
um, he doesn't have to register as a sex offender in San Francisco because the, they say that, well, it only counts if it's 10 years older or more. So we're, and we're, we're so protecting the rights of children today. Children, children. Not, are not protected. That's how I see it. I mean, it's, it's just it's yeah. crazy. And it's like they said in the social dilemma, it's like they showed with that, that the 11 year old girl who broke the, the container to get to her phone and, you know, things like that. Yeah. The children are the ones that are suffering. They are not being protected by anyone because parents are giving them the phones and the iPads because they don't want to, you know, they, they love their children. They want to give them what they want. And also it's quite, it's a lot more convenient for your child to be watching YouTube on their, on their iPad than, you know, while you're doing your, your housework or whatever, than for you to be doing something with your little child. So parents are stuck in that predicament. And then the social networks are, completely manipulating, you know, what, what the children see. And so it's like you said, where are children being protected? They're not. They're, not. They're forced to grow None up far too quickly for their age, which is not acceptable. I mean, like, I often think that if I had to have children now, thank goodness my children are grown up. But if they were young, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to. Have I would not. I don't, I don't think I want to have children. I'm telling you, like, if I look at the way the world is in just such an, an immense mess, and I look at the way things are, I, I often question, would I want to have a, a, a tiny little child the oh. way the world is? And, and even, even I even worry about my grandchildren growing up in a society, in a world that is so dark and so negative. You know? It's, because even if you try to protect them from it, they are going to hate you because everybody else around them is part of the matrix and they aren't. Exactly. It's, it, it, this is goes, goes back to the overall system. We are all aware what the system is and what it's all about. But here we are still doing our nine to five, still doing the things we got to do. You know, we go and we vote and then there's no change. And then we just get played again over and over. And it's just like, it's so tiring. At the end of the day, it's like, I just wish that really God was the person calling the shots like from heaven. Like every Sunday, he just opens up heaven. He just, he just <laughs> takes shots and everybody oh, just I wish shows order. But I now wish we have leaders who are men. Man is corruptible and man is, ah, man, I'm tired. I wish, I I wish we had a direct platform access directed to God that we could all just <laughs> link do, guys. So, and we know we'd be so a final thought. <laughs> so final thoughts, because I believe that we do, Sharon. We do have that direct platform. We do. And, we do. and I think that, you know, the social dilemma, it left me with a lot of mixed feelings, but one of the feelings was like Prince said, what do we do? We're part of this world. Like you said, Sharon, at the beginning, you know, we've kind of forced to be a part of this world. We don't really have a choice. I think that the only way that this is going to change because, you know, God gave us freedom of choice and that's why he can't every Sunday open up the heavens and just like take shots at any of us. But I think if we all exercise our freedom of choice to look continuously for the truth, backed up by evidence and not just by what many people are saying because confirmation yeah. bias is a real thing. So yeah. just because 10,000 people say something doesn't make it the truth. Um, I think if we all commit to ourselves that we are not just going to consume content for the sake of consuming content, but we're going to look for things that edify us, that lift us up, that, that feed our souls and that give us the truth. I think that's a start. And I think like we said, um, in, in previous episodes about, you know, the only way to make a change is for us to mobilize ourselves and for us to, to govern the way we believe the government should govern. I think it's the same principle here with the social dilemma. I think if each of us commits to governing ourselves and our own intake of content, 
I think that could that could make a change. Yeah. And I think just, you know, what we're trying to do with this podcast is talk about things that are going to help people, help people become better members of society and live more edifying lives. I think, and I think just be, be wary of what you consume. Yeah, and I think just really going back to basics, um, spending quality time with your family, with your loved ones, going and doing the fun things, going on a hike, um, yep. eating outdoors, having lunch, putting your phones away, and, and, and just kind of limiting your time on social media. I, yep. think, I think that's really necessary. Um, and you know, people must just take this whole thing seriously. I think, I think um, we are aware the information is brought upon us. That's why the Bible talks about, um, you know, wisdom is something else. Like you can be wise all you want, you can have, but wisdom is just the one thing that sets men apart. So if we act in wisdom and take the information that we have, that we've consumed, and each one, take one, each one, teach one, be the yeah. change that you want to yeah. see. Yes, as a Plankton Prof podcast, we want to bring this information to you guys and these chats so that you guys can understand that this thing is actually real and we want you guys to talk to us in the comments below yeah. and just let us know like how how has this affected you yes. how is this affecting you how are you seeing it where do you think we are going because this is a, a much vast conversation that we can't even complete in an hour so i man so we want you want you guys to talk to us so we can carry on having the conversation and share clips share anything that you guys see that is relevant to this topic just do the things that needs to be done with the pots and give us tips and, and give us your tips on how you manage to limit social media and how you're managing to get more of a balance back into your life if you have managed to do so. And if you haven't, you can share that with us as well. And you can check out um, our check out our, our podcast, check out our social pages for, I mean, I know it's a dilemma and all of that, but, you know, check out our social pages for, for this very content, for positive content that's trying to help people live better lives and experience life in a better in a more real and in a more edifying way because you only have one life on this planet and let's just try to make the most of it and it's wasted and behind a screen actually definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. and if you want to be what god has created and just enjoying that enjoying the sunsets enjoy enjoying yeah. the simple things in life you know if you also want to get socially entangled with us and be in a dilemma, please follow us on Instagram. Each of, each of us are also on Instagram. You can consume our content because I feel like we're adding value to your life. So you can yeah. you can check me out on, on Instagram, which is PD Jokes, TikTok, which is PD underscore jokes for some fun time, for some comedy, for some relaxation, grab a glass of wine and just stream watch my videos and just binge watch all my videos. I promise you, you're going to feel so much better about yourself. I promise you, you're going to feel better. Trust me, because I don't do filters. I post in the morning as I wake up. I make sure that I don't need to bath before I do a video. I make sure that I don't need to be in a set. With bags in my eyes, I would wake up and do a video because it's not about how I look. It's about what I'm bringing to the table. So be self, be self-confident because any right. person who's confident is beautiful. I don't even think you sleep. I think you actually wake up at night to film a TikTok. You want to go? Since I'm set up already, I might as well go live and take this conversation much further. So you can join me on that app if you want to and engage with younger <laughs> children. I promise you, you think that there isn't younger people, there isn't people of age there. There is a vast of a community that we reach out to. So if you want to engage and you have a couple of minutes, join me so I can talk about this on the, on the live stream and then we can do the most. Awesome. And guys, we mentioned, to, we mentioned that you should um, watch the media that you consume and you should be vigilant about it. But I can tell you as someone who has struggled with anxiety and depression during wow. the lockdown, 
that Petey Jokes TikTok videos have lightened my day so many times. Oh, and it's just good for a laugh. It's good to get the, the serotonin and the endorphins flowing. And yeah, so follow him. Follow him. Don't yeah. be shy. Don't be shy. You all need a dose <laughs> of PD every day. Just, just one. Dose. And it's good, clean comedy. It's not, you know, it's nothing. That, it's nothing that's gonna harm your way of thinking. Just good, clean no. comedies. And follow, and, and follow you guys too. And follow you guys too. What's going on? I feel like, yo, we need to see your content as well. Well, a chair of my content. I'm international. <laughs> Check us out. We host the Plugged In Podcast. gives great, great content, great tips on if you are a creative, how to keep those creative juices flowing, even during lockdown, even during the tumultuous times that our world is facing. So right. definitely follow Sharon Prokas. What is your what is your handle again, Sharon? It's um, Icon International. It's just Icon.International on Instagram and on Facebook, Icon International. And yeah, the Plugged In Podcast, which is today's podcast. Um, we've got a, we've actually dropped quite a, a few other episodes um, that we recorded last week. Um, so check it out. <laughs> and also, yeah, if you are looking for an agent or a representative, she's a person you need to talk to. So go hit her up on her DMs <laughs> so you can get to be part of this talent grooming queen of a goddess that is Sharon Pusca. Oh, so we you, appreciate you so much. Your and hair looks amazing. Keep I experimenting. Say, I see you've got angels behind you. This and, is my angel. Uh, I mean, I'm an angel yeah, I can see. I this. love angels. Yes. I believe. I, in I'm. It. I'm. Go I'm gonna read this book. I hear it's a great read. So yeah, just wish me luck on that. The angels all around us. They, they protect us from all the evil that's going on. But besides that, just wanted to say something quickly. Prince is a product and Talisha of Icon International. Um, Prince actually featured in Umama, which we are super excited about because. They are running for a BAFTA award, hopefully, and if that gets picked up, you may be getting the Oscars one of these days. So, I know God's international representing. I'm super excited. You've got yes. two Oscars. So anyone who's anyone who's creative, and Wendy, anyone who's, and Fire Queen Wendy, and anyone who thinks that they have what it takes to share their creativity with the world, definitely, definitely hit up Sharon Prokas in her DMs because she doesn't just impact your life in terms of creativity. She influences your life in such a positive way. She just pours into people and she is the hugest blessing. So oh, follow you. her. Yeah. Up in